Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Welcome back from the long, long weekend. This is The Savage Nation. Today's show is tentatively called Thanksgiving Blues, News, Views, and Reviews, and I aim to make Each show have more drama than your last relationship. You heard me right. I hope that the Savage Nation will have more drama than your last relationship. I can't guarantee that. But I've had a long week off. The first week I've taken in many, many years, I earned it. Now, of course, many of you who follow me on social sites such as Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, realize that I wasn't really off. I was and I wasn't. And I did many tweets over the weekend. The worst thing that happened was the Muslim who killed two and stabbed ten. He killed a young woman and a young man in the name of Allah. Yes, it's based on his religion. Now, this is not to say that all one billion people who follow the faith of Islam are terrorists. Unfortunately, many of the terrorists or most of the terrorists Uh, of, uh, let us say, a certain persuasion, get it from their holy book, which they're still reading in the 8th century version. There's no reformation in Islam, and until there is a reformation in Islam, ask the reformists in Islam if I am wrong, just as Christianity went through reformation, Judaism went through reformation. All religions on earth have gone through reformations with the exception of one. And then you have these throwbacks who take the 8th century Quran as gospel, they see, see it as total truth, and they kill the infidel. Now, this guy, this killer, Mr. Khan, no relationship to the mayor of London, Mr. Khan, uh, this killer, this Khan, was living on welfare and boasting about it. They caught it. The Secret Services in England caught him boasting and laughing at the stupid Brits, saying that he makes more on welfare than, in a week than he, makes in a, than he can earn in a year in Pakistan. Didn't work. Stayed home, studied how to kill the infidel. Guess he had a lot of sex. Got nice and happy and healthy from the food that the stupid Brits were giving him. And then he was attending a class on the rehabilitation of terrorists. See, they had let him out of jail early because they thought he was uh, reformed from his murderous ways. You know who the first one was he killed? The young man who was running the seminar on how to... uh, I guess, reform terrorists. Just like the do-gooders here in America, they think they're doing good, but very often all they're doing is being conned by the psychopaths. Well established that there are good people on earth who are so naive they'll get the rest of us killed. That that was the big story for me over the weekend. There was nothing bigger. All that came out about this murderer in London, what he did, stabbed the young man to death who was running the seminar on how to rehabilitate terrorists, Then he stabbed a young girl, the big, brave Muslim, killer there, stabbed her to death, and then uh, stabbed 10 other people, chased out of the hall by men, M-E-N, one of whom was armed with a tusk from an exhibit of a narwhal. Another one had a, a ladder or something, a fire extinguisher, and they chased this vermin out onto the bridge and started pounding on him. And then the police came. You know that a few police have guns in England. They were allowed to have them back a couple of years ago. And uh, he was struggling right to the end. Oh, yeah. You don't know how animated religious fanatics are until you see one. And this religious fanatic was fighting with four men. And he said he had been rehabilitated, incidentally. Yeah. Said he had been rehabilitated. He conned everybody, living on welfare. And uh, they took him down. Cops told him to get out of the way. And then they hit him with a high-caliber rifle and killed that piece of crap. To me, that's not the end of the story. It's really the beginning of the story. Because London Bridge attacker Usman Khan was once celebrated as a success story by liberal psychotics in England with the prison rehabilitation program he targeted. The very program of liberals that were running this, he targeted first. In fact, Khan, the Muslim murderer, A convicted terrorist had even been invited to speak at the group's Friday conference in the midst of which he unleashed his knife attack, killing two before being shot dead by cops. 
He was attending a Cambridge University-backed program. It was entitled Learning Together. And the Learning Together liberals had worked with Khan before he was released from prison last year. They got him out six years early, you see. And then they used this piece of trash in a case study afterwards to show how it has helped prisoners, the outlet reported. They're no different than Gavin Newsom. They're no different than Governor Cuomo. They're no different than Nancy Pelosi. They're no different than the entire pack of, of Democrats. They'd rather be killed by a terrorist than admit that they're wrong. Do you understand that? This is not the first time this has happened. I remember the case years ago of Amy Beale. Young woman came from extremely super liberal parents. She went to South Africa to work with downtrodden black people. Well, see, she was in a car with a African woman, Amy Beale was, and they were attacked by a mob of Africans who pulled her out of the car and beat her to death with stones. Now, that story is terrible enough to begin with. But you want to hear the worst part of the story? When her parents were interviewed, they said, well, that's the price we have to pay for trying to help downtrodden people. You don't understand that liberalism is a very serious mental disorder. And it's okay for them to suffer from it, but it's not okay for them to make the rest of us suffer for it and live in fear that we're going to die because of their insanity. So Khan turned on those who helped him Friday during the program's five-year anniversary event. His former lawyer, Vajahat Sharif, lawyer no less, Vajahat Sharif, Vajahat Sharif, the lawyer, said he was completely shocked by the turn of events, according to uh, the terrorist-loving network CNN. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. The lawyer said she last met with Khan the murderer shortly before he was released in December of 2018 from prison, where he was serving for plotting with a group to blow up the London Stock Exchange. He said, look, he looked okay to me. He wasn't talking about jihad. He was talking in a positive way. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, that's one of the stories that got me motivated over the weekend. There are many others. Many, many others. Saw some movies. Going to do news views and reviews today. Muslim terrorists released on streets and kill again. Britain is committing suicide. Well, when will it come to America? You know, if it wasn't for Donald Trump, if Hillary Clinton had won, You'd have these events all over America right now, and they'd be blaming white people. Do you understand that? They'd be blaming white nationalists. They'd be blaming Israel. They'd be blaming everyone but the murderers. Do you understand how this works? Release from prison and stabs 12 people. And what happened here in America? Did any of the big mouth liberals say one word about this? Not one. Over the weekend, I did a Thanksgiving sermon, which we'll try to play for you in hour number two. I did a few film reviews. Uh, the Irishman was unbearable. I actually saw it last week before it was on Netflix. I was bored one night, and someone had sent me a comp ticket to see the movie. I figured I'd go. They asked me to review it. It was it was unbearable. Unbearable. The worst actor in it was Al Pacino. De Niro's politics are one thing, okay? Put that aside. Pacino, and I like Pacino's work. The worst role he ever played. He, he used three different voices from three different movies, Pacino could not find his voice to use, the right voice to use. It was a bit of this movie and that movie and that movie and this movie. He was screaming in some scenes. He was not Jimmy Hoffa. The best Jimmy Hoffa ever done on screen was that by Jack Nicholson. This was absolutely unbearable. And I know experts who are expert novelists and film writers and directors, they all agree with me. However, you'll notice you don't see one negative review of this movie. Do you know why? They're all afraid of... Uh, What's his name? Scorsese. They know that if they diss Scorsese, they're out of business. Scorsese is a czar of, of Hollywood. Scorsese is a czar in Hollywood. And if you step on Scorsese's little toes, you'll know which way the wind blows. So no one has given a bad review to this. Lucky for me, I am uh, not welcome in Hollywood. I have called uh, Hollywood what it is for years. You know, Katzenberg, Katzenberg, Matzenberg, and Ratzenberg and all of that stuff. So, you know, for whatever it is, this movie was dreadful. And I, I went into it with open eyes. How many times can you see them playing goombas, killing and murdering? How long can you see that? What, is that? what does that say to the average Italian out there who's not a murderer? How long can De Niro and Scorsese, Scorsese, S-C-R-E-S hyphen easy, Mr. Scorsese with the same garbage over and over again? How many times can you see them stomping someone to death, stabbing people? And, you know, it's so tepid compared to what the Mexicans are doing. That's another reason I don't like it. 
The violence unto itself is boring because it's not real. That's number one. And number two, in a world where the Mexican cartels just sent a gang of four armed men into a hospital to retrieve uh, a person who had been put in there in a gunfight who, who these guys were fighting with, they pulled this guy out of a hospital and dismembered him. It's on video. We fa- I couldn't believe what I was watching. That little video is more dramatic than anything Scorsese has ever done. So in a world of real horrible violence south of our border, which Donald Trump is trying to control from seeping into this nation on a greater level, in a world filled with real horrendous violence, why would you want to watch this airsatz fake drama put out by Mr. Scorsese and Mr. Robert the Trump hater De Niro? And sad, sad to say, uh, Al Pacino, I'm sorry, this was a movie role you will never, ever, ever want to repeat. You had a good career, uh, Al. And I listen, the, the budget for that movie was $175 million. Did you hear the number they raped, they raped out of Netflix? They raped $175 million out of Netflix to produce this 10th rate gangster movie with all of these out the caucus playing tough guys. Do you know that they de-aged their faces and de-aged their voices for this movie? They can't give young actors a chance. $175 million. So take a guess what they probably paid these old men to play tough guys. $20 million a piece is my guess. I'm not, a, I'm not privy to the price, but I would say De Niro got 20 Pacino got 20 uh, The other one, the other Cretan, the little one who yells a lot and screams a lot. He must have gotten a, 12, a 12-er, a 10-er to get him out of retirement. That was number three. Who was the fourth one in there? Oh, the other one. The other one from New York. Keitel, Harvey Keitel. Harvey probably got a seven job for that role he played, the gangster uh, Frank Bruno. That probably a seven mil job. Then there was another one I don't remember. So, you know, the budget was very high. You also would have played the role even if you were no good at it. You wouldn't have done it for seven to $20 million? Of course you would have. It's, it's the world. So why did Netflix pay it? Because they're very smart. The movie outdid their wildest expectations of morons who downloaded it. All they had to do was say Mafia, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, and Gangster, and Mafia, and Italians, and the schmucks lined up for it. You want to hear of a much better movie than that on Netflix, if you have Netflix at all? It's called The Wolf's Call. It's an underwater submarine drama that's fantastic. I'll be right back. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Hey, here's a question. How did you sleep last night? Did you spend the night tossing and turning, worrying? Now look, if you're struggling to get a good night's sleep, you've got to try a Purple mattress. The founders of Purple are two brothers who have been developing cushioning technology for 30 years on things like medical beds, wheelchairs. Well, in 2016, they finally decided to use their patented comfort technology to create Purple, the world's most scientific mattress. Now, what does that mean? How is Purple different from other mattresses? Listen, the Purple mattress will probably feel different than anything you've ever experienced. Why? Because it uses the brand new material that was developed by an actual rocket scientist. It was not like the memory foam that I'm used to or you're you're used to. No, no. The Purple material feels unique because it's both firm and soft at the very same time. So it keeps everything supported while still feeling really comfortable. Plus, it's breathable. Unlike foams, it's breathable, so it sleeps cool. It ends up giving you the zero-gravity-like feel, so it works for any sleeping position. Okay, 100-night risk-free trial. You're not satisfied? You can return your mattress for a full refund. It's backed by a 10-year warranty, free shipping and returns, free at-home setup, old mattress removal. You ready? You're going to love Purple. And right now, my listeners will get a free Purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. That's in addition to the great free gifts they're offering site-wide. Just text SAVAGE to 84-888. The only way to get this free pillow is to do this. You ready? Text SAVAGE to 84-888. That's S-A-V-A-G-E to 84-888. Text S-A-V-A-G-E to 84-888. S-A-V-A-G-E to 84-888. Message and data rates may apply. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. How many people are still stuck on the highway right now? Poor people here in Northern California, they didn't know a blizzard was coming. Everyone knew a blizzard was coming, except the poor people who went to Lake Tahoe, 
over the weekend. They got stuck in drifts. 12 hours the highway was closed, Highway 80. Was anyone stuck in Highway 80? for? What do you do for 12 hours in a car? How do you not die of carbon monoxide poisoning? I don't even understand why anyone would go. Well, anyway, they're stuck. Gorgeous, you know, winter wonderland up there. Now, I've given you some uh, ideas to open the show with. And um, if you're listening to this show on the stream because your local market does not carry the show, uh, you can call at 855-407-28. we got tons of calls out of New York. New Yorkers still love the show, 855-407-282. And we'll have a surprise announcement for you on Friday that will shock the industry. And I'm not going to say another word. That's all I'm saying. I can't say one more word at the risk of alienating many, many people. What is the most important story that I read or that you have read over the weekend that no one's talking about? What is the number one thing bothering you about the news today or the world today? Government, county, country, news that you'd like to talk about. The phone number is 855-400-7282, 855-400-SAVAGE. Chris in Florida, line two. You're on the Savage Nation. What's on your mind, sir? Hey, Dr. Savage. Uh, I'm surprised uh, you actually liked the wolf call. Um, I saw it a few months ago. Uh, you didn't. You weren't bothered by the marijuana and the sex? That didn't bother you? Why would it bother me? What, people don't have sex? Well, I'm not just saying that. It's just that I thought it was completely unnecessary to have have all that thrown in, in the movie. Well, I, I'm pretty sure. First of all, do you know it's a French production? It's one of the largest budget French um, uh, productions ever made. Do you know that? Yes. Uh, I actually would have rather ha- had it. I'd re- I would have rather had it subtitled than... Right. I, well, you can actually watch it by, by changing the format to the original language French with English subtitles. I love to hear the original languages, whether it's in... Uh, in French or Italian, whatever it is. I always prefer the original actors. But it was so well dubbed that I didn't even know it was dubbed the first time around. Nevertheless, it was the most, I think it was the highest budgeted French movie of all time, I believe, at $23 million, which is enormous for French. They usually do the film, uh, art film type of thing. Cahiers de Cinema type of thing. This was not a, an artsy, you know, dreamy, lesbian drama type of thing that, 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 that France is famous for producing. And I thought that the, 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 the visuals of the opening scene of the special forces coming back off a Syrian mission, swimming underwater, and getting back onto the submarine was one of the best I've ever done. I think it was better than Hunting Red October. Oh, no, it, it, no, absolutely no. It, 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 part of it. And by the way, the, the marijuana usage, which I'm not going to give the plot away, turns out to be very germane to the plot. Uh, you remember how critical that is? I know that. I just, I just thought it was... There was, there was a different way that they could have incorporated... Uh... No, no, no. I can't give the plot away. But now the girl they added, obviously, at the end to create a romantic element. And I don't blame them. It's all guys underwater, you know, fighting and trying to survive with an enemy, right? But there's twists to the plot that make it very intriguing. Did you enjoy the movie overall, The, the Wolf's Call? I did. There's, yeah, there's a new movie that just came out. It's about uh, the, the, the sinking of the curse. Remember that? It's oh, sure. Yeah, in Russia. Did did did, um, did Donald Trump sink that submarine? Did he personally sink that sub? Oh no no no! It was Putin who actually sank the submarine. He himself, despite the fact his father was. A- I think that Trump was seen in a in a pair of swimming shorts and flippers, and he put a charge on the Kursk and sank it in order to become president. I think we'll hear that from Nadler, the ticket fixer, this week. <laughs> I'm sure you will. Well, there are people in Russia who do think that somehow the U.S. sank the curse because it was the most modern sub that Russia had at the time. Uh, well, you talk about modern. Whatever happened to the brand new uh, missile that uh, Obama delivered to Iran without a scratch on it? The most advanced drone in the world was sent to Iran, and the U.S. Air Force said, ooh, 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 we made a mistake. It landed in Iran by accident. Do you remember that one? Yeah, Do you realize that as Commander-in-Chief, Obama could have been tried and found guilty of treason for that alone? Well, Do you understand that that was not an accident? That the deep state sent that drone to Iran and gave them our most advanced technology. But Wolf Blitzer and company don't remember that. They have uh, selective amnesia, don't they? The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. More drama than your last relationship, the Savage Nation. At least I try at it. You can't do it every second. I mean, it's not a written script where I have a, you know, 
60 minutes of tight script. This is all, you know, like on the natch, very hard to do. Let any actor try to do this for, for one day, let alone one year. Then try it for 26 years and, and thrive. So if you go back to my tweets at A Savage Nation, November 25th, I wrote a, a very scathingly short review of The Irishman. I gave it one cannoli, and I, call, I called it a bloated, overrated bomb. And again, the old farts play goombas. The bread, the wine, the suits, the fat ties. Again, Scorsese glorifies the worst of humanity. What if he used his great talent to glorify real heroes? That's what I asked. And speaking of real heroes, there is a show called the, 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 the Greatest Battles of World War II. Season 1, Episode 4 is the Battle of Midway. You have to watch this. Season 1, Episode 4, the Battle of Midway. You want to see heroes? You'll see heroes in the Battle of Midway. In fact, there's some original footage shot by John Ford who was stationed, uh, I believe, on one of the islands that was bombed or strafed by the Japanese. Uh, at, and he was on Midway Island, as a matter of fact, in the military. See, in those days, we had men who were in the military who came out and became actors and directors. And they were heroes. Lee Marvin. Do you know that James Stewart was a B-24 pilot? Did you know that? Now, compare them to the guys in Hollywood today. Just compare them to the drug addicts of Hollywood today. Compare that generation and the kind of movies they produced about heroes compared to these people and what they're producing, how they're debasing America and debasing the American way. Think about that. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm not a big fan anymore of these gangster movies. I'm sick of them. Sick of them. Next tweet was, Omar the Terrible is a Qatari asset, according to a Florida court testimony. That was swept under the rug by the fifth column here in America. Omar the Terrible. And then on the 27th, you see me under the Jaguar. It says, day off under the E-Jag. People like that. And then I ran the engine for you in uh, music to some men's ears. I don't know about you, but I love the sound of engines. Gary is the mechanic who comes out every six months. It's not every day. And he jacked it up for me. We were looking for something that was rattling. And uh, there it is. I, I, it's music to me. So we jacked that up. Then in the next uh, music to Mike's ears was the next tweet. A lot of views on that one. People do like when you, when you expose your, you know, your personal life. I want to hear my hobbies, cars. Uh, I've yet to show you my, um, my uh, what is it, the Hellcat. I have the Hellcat, which is on the cover of Teddy and Me. Teddy and I posed in it. Yes, Teddy's, Teddy's still around. He's living with the other three dogs. Teddy's doing fine. He's 16 years old. I can't say that about his cousin, Cash. He's very sick, very sadly sick in the hospital. It happens. You know, tomorrow it's you or me. You'll hear about me under an oxygen tent. What are you going to do when you hear it's me? The man who never quits. Eventually the ever-ready battery dies out. And there's the tombs. I just don't like watching history too much. You know, see the Roman gladiators marching around. There they are. With their, <laughs> all of the Caesars walking around. The power they had was absolute. What are they now? Dust. So there we are, but for the grace of God, how much longer does it go on? I, another hobby of mine, in addition to cars, are, are clocks. I love, I'm obsessed with time and timekeeping. In fact, I'm thinking of writing a book, uh, the definitive book of time. <laughs> I know it sounds interesting, doesn't it? It won't just be about clocks. It will be the definitive book of time. No one else could write it, so I don't care if you try to steal it. It would be my take on it, so go ahead, steal it if you want. It'll be garbage if you do it. The definitive book of time will, it will not only show you all the clocks I have and all of my different properties all over the place, but I'll actually talk about time itself, and I'll interview some physicists, one of whom I know who lives in another dimension. Meshuggah, but he lives in another dimension. Nice guy, but completely wackadoodle. Uh, the complete def definitive book of time, you know? I saw one last night where they were, it was about the history of civilization. It was so good. They go all the way back to the cave paintings in France, the uh, man who put his palm print on a cave in Africa, right? People were always trying to leave their mark on the earth. I remember when I was 18 years old, I wrote in my journal that a man is remembered by what he leaves, what he, what he leaves behind during his time on earth. And that's when I decided to become a writer. I've become an obsessive writer. I've been an obsessive writer. I, I've stopped over the last few, after the last book, I'm exhausted from it. I can't promise you that I will not have a new book out. I will. I will have one last political book out next summer to get Trump elected, put him over the finish line. But that's about it. 
and then it'll be the fiction you've never seen. You'll never see it as a movie. Of course, Easy would never do one of my books as a movie. Are you kidding? There's no Goombas in it. There's no uh, Mortadella in it. No one gets knifed. No one gets stabbed. No one gets stomped on. No one has the teeth knocked out. So why would Scorsese want to do such a movie? You know? All right, here we go. Welcome to the Savage Nation. Phone number is 855-4728. I'm reading to you what I put up on Twitter. Here's one other piece I put up that I'm going to take your calls. Uh, November 27th, Michael Savage said, God bless America and the pilgrims who ran from the oppression of their, of their old world and gave so much to so many who came after them, even the communist haters who have the freedom to hate their homeland. That is the best statement ever about Thanksgiving, and it counters all of the filth being put out by the uh, liberals who should be deported from America. You hate this country? You know what I say? Get the hell out of here. You're never going to change it, and you're never going to change me. And if you hate this country, and you keep revising its history, your day will come, and I'm telling you as I sit here, cut it out. I'm warning you to cut it out. You're getting away with murder right now, but it's not going to go on forever. When Trump wins a second term, you wait and see what happens. Your worst fears will come true. Everything you said about him is liable to be, be happening in reality. Just keep it up. Keep up lying about him. Keep calling everybody voted him a Nazi and a fascist. And you know what you're going to have? You'll create everything you fear. Because you're the Nazis and fascists. You're the ones who are shutting kids down on college campuses. You're the ones who are trying to knock people off Twitter. You're the ones who are trying to get people off radio. You're the ones who keep people off our television shows. You're the ones who won't produce their movies. Wait until Trump wins a second term. Okay, wait until that happens. Then you'll have something to really fear. Go, Trump, go. Atlanta, Georgia, Lewis, line three, you're on the Savage Nation. Hi, Dr. Savage. Thanks so much for mentioning Midway. My dad was a World War II aviator and flew 77 missions in a Corsair, and they didn't even have... Wait, wait, stop, stop, stop. One of my heroes, he flew in a Corsair off a carrier? Yes, sir. Oh, my God, that's the swing wing, the original swing wing uh, carrier plane, right? They, they landed stall speed. They didn't even have radar. They had to fly by the F, It's an F-4U Corsair, correct? Absolutely. Powerful. How did, he, how did he survive 70-some-odd missions? It's grace of God and courage. Val uh, now, hold it. You know what my, my wife, Mrs. Savage, said? What? You notice that almost all the men prayed to the Christian God yes. before a mission. Did you notice that? He flew with the rosary. She said to me, that if it was not for Christianity, we would have lost World War II. Yep. And that's exactly why the atheists and the witches have driven prayer off the battlefield. Absolutely. That's exactly why the perverts and the deviants have driven Christians to hide themselves in the military because they want to destroy us. Do you understand that? Yes, sir. No, I, I'm, not, I'm saying I don't mean that. I mean, it's a rhetorical question. I'm, of course you understand that. Yeah. But every man got down on his knees and prayed before he went out on a mission. And by the way, as you well know, in the Battle of Midway, those were kamikaze pilots of our own kind. They went out on a suicide mission. They didn't have the, the fuel to come back from some of those missions. And they went out anyway to die for their nation and to die for their buddies. And, and my dad flew 77 missions, and they didn't even have radar. Well, did he ever explain to you what motivated him to keep going? Duty, honor, selflessness. Absolutely. Now, he, he survived. What kind of missions was he on off, off a carrier? Where, where did he fight? It was in the Pacific. Yeah, he wouldn't tell me exactly where because he, uh, he had three, three of his squadron uh, crashed into him. One to the brass plate on the back of his seat. The propeller of the other plane chewed him up. But he survived. And so he, well, he probably fought in the Battle of the Carl Sea, but uh, back for Korea too. Which, <laughs> yo, is your dad still with us? No, he passed uh, last September at ninety-five. Oh wow, these guys are made of iron. Yeah, very much. But uh, your show is just amazing, and I have one question and two requests for loyal Savage listeners if you could help us. One is I always want to know why you think Bernie Sanders is the most dangerous man in America instead of George Soros. Oh, I, I can answer that very easily. They're both cut from the same knish, number one. They have the same exact mindset. They're both communists. They both hate America, in my estimation. But the reason Bernie Sanders is far more dangerous than George Soros is quite simple. Soros is invisible. Soros is the, is the puppet master behind most of the dangerous things uh, that we see being played out in the political uh, realm right now. He he funds he the worst. He he funds the worst groups in America, and there are 
hundreds of them that he funds that you don't even know. He's a silent, silent uh, danger to this country. Whereas Bernie Sanders is a big mouth, and you see, what you see is what you get. You get a naked communist in Bernie Sanders, and you get a hidden communist in, in George Soros. That's one man's opinion. I respect that. I just fear that Soros has more resources than Sanders has. Well, George Soros is one thing. George Soros' son is even more stealthy than his father. He runs these left-wing uh, hate groups. Uh, quickly, I know I'm taking up your time. but No, no. The real question is why doesn't Donald Trump investigate uh, these organizations, which are clearly natively anti-American and nakedly anti-American? Why? Why are they never investigated? That's the real hidden question here. And I don't have the answer for it. Go ahead. One other shot. Take a shot. Uh, if, if on your website you could have a tab with your uh, that we could print off and give to people when you talk about the ice samples and your feelings on marijuana, the danger, because we, I, I, I try to relay. Oh, hold on. Wait, wait. I, I know the marijuana dangerous. I can do that easily. But what was the other request? The ice samples for the environmentalists, the global warming people. That you oh, 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 the, the, the ice core samples uh, from five miles below the Antarctic done by an international team. The Vostok ice core samples. V-O-S-T-O-K. Yeah, I'll, I'll look for it. Karen could probably find it from my book. Uh, I forget which one. Government Zero has the greatest piece ever about the fraud of uh, the global warming uh, climate change fraud. And uh, we'll try to get that up there for you. Thank you so much for being such a loyal listener, and God bless your father's memory. God bless your father's memory. What a great, great story that was. See, I touched someone who understands what I'm talking about. You want to talk about heroes? It's not the Goombas in the, in, in the Irishmen. They're not heroes to me. They're the lowest form of humanity. The heroes were those men. And by the way, they're still alive. It's intergenerational. Who do you think's fighting in Afghanistan right now? They're not the snowflakes from Harvard. Back in a minute. Home of Borders, Language, Culture, The Savage Nation. Lou in Connecticut, line one, you're on The Savage Nation, fire away. Thank you for mentioning uh, the way Italians are depicted in the movies. Uh, my uh, father and uncle were both born in a housing project in New Haven before 95 passed through. And my uncle managed to get to Yale and Yale Med on a complete ride. My father had five graduate degrees. Uh, what, they're all, they're, they're all Italians, obviously, and they didn't have to shiv anybody to get it, right? That is correct. My uncle... You know, there's your uncle, your uncle... Your uncle got into Yale Medical School without stabbing someone or threatening him, right? He, he was actually... Yeah, but the Scorsese version would be that he went in there with a gangster and threatened the dean of the medical school to give him a fake degree. The... A professor uh, looked very kindly upon my uncle and sent him to England uh, the summer between uh, uh, undergraduate and... Look, I agree with you. What, why does Scorsese do it? Because it's an easy score. It's an easy score. Look at how many people went and watched that thing on Netflix. The stereotype is terrible for Italians and Italian children in particular. And even dentists in America with Italian last names, particularly Sicilian last names, want to act like they're connected wise guys because of this garbage. I sympathize with you. What do you think Jews think of Bernie Sanders? The Westwood One Podcast Network. of the spoken word. Welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book. See the movie. Warning. The Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. It is The Savage Nation, the post-Thanksgiving blues show, and if you're uh, listening to the show on uh, a radio station, radio, or you're streaming it. Same call in number, 855-400-7282. In the first hour, we talked about Britain committing suicide. The Muslim terrorist bragged about all the welfare he was getting. B. 
before he went on a rampage and killed again, slashed two to death and knife 10 before he was shot dead by the police. One of the people who brought him down, by the way, was a convicted murderer himself. You know, it takes a homicidal maniac in order to take down a homicidal maniac. I don't think you understand that. Remember the movie The Dirty Dozen? I think there's a lot to be said for that, is go into our worst prisons and give the guys uh, an option. You come to work for the military in a secret group. We send you overseas to face down these Islamo-fascists. And if you, you know, successfully complete your mission, we, uh, you're, you're relieved of your, of your sentence. Now, I don't know that this could ever work because um, psychopaths are one thing, sociopaths are another, and they're not the same. And very often these people will not listen to anyone telling them what to do, and they'll just as soon turn around and kill the guy who released them, just as Usman Khan did, turned around and uh, deceived the good, foolish liberals who trusted that he had been a reformed uh, killer. But no, he went back to the 8th century view of the Koran and killed again. Very sad story all around. When will uh, Britain ever learn? Never. They elected a Muslim mayor, and I haven't seen him apologize yet for what just happened. On michaelsavage.com, you want to watch a real gangster movie? Watch Mexican gunmen kidnap a hospital patient who was later found dismembered. I was shocked by it. I don't have to watch Airsats gangster movies by Martin Scorsese with Robert De Niro, the Alta Caca, playing a wild, wise guy from 1914. Go watch what's really going on in the gangster world if you really want to be terrified of gangsterism. Don't turn to Scorsese for it. Meanwhile, in England, F the Jews and kill the Jews. A senior rabbi was beaten in Mr. Khan's London right after the terrorist event because they let in the finest of humanity from, uh, from the Middle East. There is no England anymore. Can it be saved? The men who could save England were put in jail. Let me explain what's going on in Sweden. You say, how could a nation that was once a Viking nation? I know all of you like to watch Vikings on history. You think there are no Vikings left in Sweden? There are, but they've been marginalized and turned into criminals by the radical feminists who have taken over these countries. And I was targeted first, by the way, in England back in 2009. Don't forget that. I speak from a very personal point of view of what England did to me. I was the canary in the, in the coal mine. If you had stood up for me when I was banned from entering England for things I didn't even say by the nannies who were running that nation in order to appease the radical Muslims, I'll tell you right now, England wouldn't be in the trouble it's in right now. Many of you did support me. But if you actually knew who in radio said I got what I deserved, you'd never listen to him again. He is the lowest form of humanity who disguises himself as a great conservative. This is the part that goads me. That rat bum actually said that I got what I deserved, and you don't even know it. That's how well hidden many of these fake cloaked conservatives are because they're not even conservative. They're Machiavellian phonies through and through. Remember Greta Thunberg, the little girl from Sweden? into the carbon reduction speech she gave at the UN. They had to hire a captain to fly in from uh, Europe to, to fly her to take her home on the, on the little sailboat. Greta Thunberg's carbon-reducing exit via boat blown by captain's transatlantic flight, which uh, produced more carbon than it would have if she had just flown home. Ah, phew, the whole thing is a lie. Have you heard Joe Biden talking about his gross stuff with children? Have you heard this one? I'll bet it didn't run on CNN. Something tells me that you didn't hear Biden talking about his hairy legs and about touching people. Did you hear this one? Well, you're going to hear it now in the Savage Nation in clip three. And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand and it get hot. I got a lot of I got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the Ooh. kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub Ooh. my leg down. So it was trained, and then watch the hair come back up again. They oh, look at it. Not. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. Is he fit to be uh, president? Uh, I never heard Trump say he likes to have kids jumping on his lap. I never heard Trump say he has hair on his leg that stands up when kids touch it. I... I never heard Trump say he learned about kids jumping on his lap. I love kids jumping on my lap, reach in the pool and rub my legs so the hair stands straight up. This is creep city. Is he demented? 
I think Biden has all the signs of advanced dementia. This is not mild dementia. I think the stress has, has finally reached him, and I think he's going to drop out of this campaign, as he should, by the way. This is getting embarrassing for him. If he's saying things like this, I can't imagine what he's liable to say when he's really pressured. Trump will turn him into chump change. You know, if Trump Trump gets him and go him and him and Trump go at each other, he'll turn him into a meatball, and that won't be too fun for America. No, sorry, Bob. China to suspend U.S. Navy visits to Hong Kong over new law. I could care less. Sperm whale had 220 pounds of plastic trash inside it when it washed up on shore. That is a serious problem. The plastic waste is a very, very serious problem. Melania Trump gets into the festive spirit as she unveils patriotic spirit of America-themed White House Christmas decor. I was there last year for the Hanukkah party around this time of year. It was gorgeous, and the vermin in the media attacked her for the decorations. They're so sick. She is the best, classiest, finest first lady in the history of this country. And the jealous, demented people in the media have attacked her left and right. Also on michaelsavage.com, is the Bible right? Newly discovered fossils show snakes had legs. I have a picture of it from the Jerusalem Post. Is the Bible right? Newly discovered fossils show snakes had legs. No, it is not a fossil of Joe Biden's ancestors, but it is a snake with legs. And I don't think that they were hairy legs, but they had legs, if you just look at the picture. On michaelsavage.com, I am pleased to announce that by popular demand, remember my, my show, An Evening with Michael Savage, Life as a Conservative? It did end yesterday, and the company that was posting it only gave us 30 days with it, and Karen went and found a new company which will enable you to give this as a gift to someone this holiday season. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, Go to michaelsavage.com. You can just sign on for a few bucks. It's actually twelve ninety-five. An Evening with Michael Savage. It's a great show. The humor is on the level of Mark Twain. It's absolutely fabulous. I wrote all the lines myself, and they're really good. And if you have a, a Savage fan out there, a Savage or a Savage man fan, it's a great gift for the holidays. An Evening with Michael Savage on michaelsavage.com. And it can't all be negative. can't all be negative. I had a friend just come back from London, came back from London, and he said the people, no, actually, what was it? London, yeah. He said the people are so tense and so frightened right now, walking in the streets of London. And this was before the Muslim went on the rampage. They are under such pressure in England to hate their own country. It's terrible. Then you got the, the, the Prince Andrew thing, which I care less about. Oh, it's obvious what happened there. Did you, did you ever see the list, the passenger manifest, of who was on uh, Epstein's airplane? You think it was just Prince, uh, Prince Charming? You're wrong. Do you know how many American film people went to Epstein's sex island? Do you know how many people in uh, Democrat politics went to Epstein's sex island? Uh, you'll never know because of the vermin in the media. Now, here's some good news. Millions could lose access to food stamps under a Trump proposal. That's the best news I've seen in, uh, in a long time. Because you know about the food stamp abuse. Everyone does. Yet the uh, left wing and the millions of Americans face losing access to food assistance under proposed rule changes by the Trump administration. A new analysis is found. Good. So if these rules have been put in last year, 3.7 million fewer people uh, and 2.1 million fewer households receiving the supplemental nutrition assistance program known as SNAP or food stamps during every month wouldn't have qualified. That is fabulous. It would also reduce benefits received by many people. 2.2 million households uh, have their monthly subsidies ready to be cut by $127. Good. Let them go out and work instead of staying home uh, all day long and collecting benefits. Nearly 1 million students would lose access to free or discounted lunches. Uh, that's my problem? No one bought me lunch when I was poor. My mother packed me a lunch. Where, where do you think the lunch came from? My mother made it in the morning. That's where I got the lunch from. I didn't eat in a deli. I didn't go to a diner. So the minute you try to cut welfare benefits, they call you a Nazi. And, uh, you know, I really salute Trump for this. He should cut this. The Wolf's Call, Le Chanteloup, film review, fabulous movie. The movie's whopping $23 million budget in a style that's closer to Hollywood. Great movie. I recommend it highly. I've talked about it in the last hour, and I'm not going to review it again, but you, know, you should do that. Here's another thing that I think is of interest to you. 
progressives decry fake ICE University, and they're screaming that it's racist and fascist, including the biggest mouth of all, occasional cortex, whose cortex clicks in about one out of ten times that she tries to use it. The group uh, Immigration and Customs Enforcement arrested 90 foreign-born students who enrolled in a fake university, but no one told them that the sting operation predates their favorite target, Donald Trump. That didn't stop the loudmouth from Puerto Rico, Alexandria Occasional Cortex, dimwit from New York, uh, screaming about fascism. Turns out former President Obama's administration not only founded this fake university and engaged in a similar operation in New Jersey in 2016, but Occasional Cortex didn't bother checking on her facts. When did facts ever matter to a communist? Never. The universities were set up in order to get people to go there who were here illegally. And the students knowingly enrolled in the fake school in order to maintain their student visa status. Well, the foreign, foreign students who enrolled and made tuition payments to the university, um, they knew they would not attend classes. They knew that they would earn credits or make academic progress. Not. They knew nothing. none of that would happen. But uh, Homeland Security agents started posing as university officials in 2017 as part of this program to catch these cheats. And uh, it's the same lie as the Democrats saying Trump put kids in cages. Well, the fact of the matter is that uh, Jad Johnson, Jay Johnson, a former Homeland Security Secretary under Obama, said the Trump administration had not invented the detention tactic. Johnson said the chain link fences or, quote, cages were not ideal, but were one of the ways that authorities dealt with mass immigrants that had to be transferred to health and human services within 72 hours. So again, another big lie of Wolf Blitzer and the uh, enemies of the state in the media. You heard me right, enemies of the state. Amazon triggers outrage by selling Christmas decorations and bottle openers with pictures of Auschwitz. I wonder what they were trying to say over at Amazon. What would, why would Bezos do that? He probably didn't know. He has millions of items. How could he know? How would they know? Here's another story that's so important. Trillion-dollar deficits as far as the eye can see and hardly a voice of caution to be heard. I mentioned it to Donald Trump when I saw him, which is why I'm not as popular as Rush Limbaugh in the inner circle. Be back in a minute. Michael Savage, a host like no other. It is the Savage Nation. We've been talking about a lot of news of the day. I know many of you are not into it because you're still on holiday. You're on vacation. I don't know how this country runs. I don't know how many people get so much time off. Poor Jim is working. Robert's schlepping away over there. Everyone's, I'm working. But where, how does, how does this country run when you consider 50% of the country doesn't work at all? Either they're retired or on welfare. Then where does the money come from? Well, the 1% of us who earn a good living pay for most of the taxes in the country. That's how. And you keep de-incentivizing us, and we say, go to hell, all of you. We don't work anymore. You'll wind up eating mud. That's what you'll wind up doing, eating mud. Where is everybody today? Where? Like, I don't know where they are. They're on vacation. People don't want to work by nature. They're lazy. I'm lucky I was raised to work. I'm a workhorse. I didn't like it as a kid. I always wished I had a rich father. But I'm glad I didn't have a rich father. I would have been dead by now probably for some overdose. Who knows what? No, you wind up, if you don't have a reason to get up in the morning, that's a, any productive reason, you wind up with like one of these Hollywood bums or one of these rich kids on Pacific Heights. It's sad they're all uh, um, drug addicts or sex addicts. They never worked a day in their life. All they know is they hate Donald Trump. They hate America. They hate the military. They hate the police. Uh, their parents indulge them in this hatred. No, my father wasn't rich, and this is the truth. I learned to work at a young age, and I'm happy I did it in many ways. I raised my children to work hard, and they're both very, very hardworking, successful people because I didn't have the money to get. I didn't know. I was a graduate student struggling, and uh, I said, look, you know, you can go as far as you want in school. You'll have to do it on your own, and they both did it on their own, thank God. How many generations are left that are going to do it on their own in this country? I want to know. How many children are going to be taught the work ethic? What doesn't Martin Scorsese show the Italians who came here and didn't murder, who didn't extort, or didn't do the black hand? Why doesn't he show the Italians who sent their children to law school or to medical school or to, or to become an architect or a teacher or a social worker? Why doesn't he show a movie about Italians who became writers and poets and philosophers instead of gangsters? Why? Because you wouldn't go to the movie. 
It's that simple. You like you like gangsters. You like bad people. So they exploit it. It's as simple as that. They go where the money is. In a few seconds, uh, we'll have another break because without the breaks, there'd be no show. Thank God for the million ads that we have every hour. The day there's no ads, there's no show. So, I mean, you can complain as all you want. It was too many ads. After the break, we're going to come back. I have a very big, big treat for you on, on, on Thanksgiving as I was cooking a turkey neck and drinking hot sake. I was eating a turkey neck. I did a sermon, a Thanksgiving sermon about the world as it is. And um, if you haven't heard it on Twitter, you're going to hear it right now on the Savage Nation radio show. I know you're going to want to listen. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Well, I'm not going to show you the whole world that I'm involved in here because it's too private, but the turkey's almost done. And I decided to do a new savage tradition, which is uh, very dry hot sake and the turkey neck in honor of the poor turkey who died for my sins. Teddy's choking away, but he's eaten. And as you can see, the, um, the poor animal, the big bird, is, is in there. They're bred for eating. I'm not the only one eating them. And uh, there it is. Beautiful thing. Beautiful day. Life is good. The phones are ringing. I'm not going to answer the phones. But I'm going to do one other thing here before I say hello. There's the bay out there. And uh, it's a nice day. It's before the rains are coming back. We're waiting for the real storm. There's my little 25-foot boat. After years of big boats, I have a little boat, which I, I don't go on it much anymore, to be honest with you. I don't find the sea that in, engaging anymore. As Aristotle wrote, there are three kinds of men, the living, the dead, and those who go to sea. Uh, I prefer to be in the former category. I'd rather not go to sea. So uh, that, that's what it comes down to right now. Anyway... See if this sake is still warm. Took a liking to it because I'm tired of drinking wine. I like rice wine right now. Let's see what else is cooking here. Oh, God. Parsnips, sprouts. Mm. Let me just salute my audience. You got to flip this camera. I, honest to God, what do I, how do I flip it? I tap it. I tap it once, right? I don't want to stop the broadcast. I want to flip the camera. There we go. You can teach old dogs old tricks. So this is to my audience, my savage audience. I want to thank you all for so many great years, so many wonderful years. I've given so much, and I can give more, but I want to drink to my audience. That's simple as that, right? So to my audience, to the savage listeners, to those of you who like me, to those of you who don't like me, to those of you who think you hate me but really love me because I remind you of an uncle that you never had, or a father you should have had. What could I say other than to life? Thank God man stumbled upon alcohol centuries ago. Marijuana, I hate it. Poison. Tried it for many years from the age 17. Screwed my head up. Why? I think if you're stupid, marijuana works very well. Marijuana is for people with very low imaginations. And with, let's put it to you this way, and we can debate it all you want. I'll hear you can outrun me, you can outfight me, you're smarter than me. Whatever you say, marijuana is a poison. What's being done to America was started by George Soros. Yes, it's him again, the devil himself, in my opinion. Soros funded the medical marijuana initiatives a number of years ago, and I fought both of them in Arizona and California to no avail. His money was too great. And why did he want medical marijuana legalized? Because that devil wanted a dope America to turn it into a dumber country than it already is. That's simple. I mean, you may look at it another way. I'm not saying put people in prison. I said decriminalize marijuana 20 years ago. But to make it sound like it's good for everything, that's insanity. It's a gateway drug. It makes people dumb. It's very much like when the British dumped opium on the Chinese and enslaved an entire nation with opium. This nation is being enslaved with marijuana, and uh, you want to dope yourself up, you're not stupid enough, become even more stupid. Try spatial recognition with marijuana. Yeah, smoke your dope and see if you still have spatial control. You don't. Take your marijuana and see if you can still do higher mathematics. You can't. Take your marijuana and see if your mind is as functional as it was before. It isn't. 
marijuana is a toxic poison to a nation, which is why George Soros funded these initiatives for, for medical marijuana in order to make sure that it was legalized. Uh, and so go ahead. You want to make yourself stupid? Go ahead. That's why the nation's education level keeps falling. Between the illegal aliens who don't speak English, who are illiterate in their own Spanish, and marijuana, you know what this country's going to look like in, in five years? Guatemala, El Salvador, Nicaragua, maybe worse. That's exactly what the left wing wants. A malleable, dumb population that works like slaves. So you know what? You do what you want. I'll have my drinks occasionally. And whatever it is, it is. It is what it is, as they say. I'm not going to change the course of human events. I have already done more than you would imagine. I've helped elect the president. I've helped change the consciousness of millions of people. And that's enough. How much more should I do? Now, I will say this to you. I'm a revolutionary by spirit. And if I had more time on my side, if the hourglass was more full than empty, I would probably lead a revolution in this country right now. That's what I would do. I would abandon everything. If I had no family, for sure, I would lead a revolution to save the country from itself. However, I am not going to do it because I'm not a revolutionary. I'm only a talk show host and a writer. And I love life too much to do that. So this is my Thanksgiving sermon. And I will say to you again, God bless America. Thank God for the pilgrims who fled oppression in their own country of England. They came here and you say, oh, they did this to the Indians, that to the Indians, the Indians did this, the Indians did Stop glorifying them. The Indians were not a Mazzola commercial. Stop with the stupidity that you learned at Harvard. They were skinning each other alive when they caught the other tribe and throwing them out into the snow without skin. What are you talking about? you have any idea what these people were like? Of course they were an advanced civilization for their time. But thank God for Christianity. Uh, the entire world was bettered. There's no question about that. And uh, thank God they were all here in America in the melting pot where even the dumb and the stupid can survive. And especially the communists are allowed to thrive in a country that they hate, which is astounding when you think about it. Because the country they want to create the communists wouldn't tolerate them. And the proof is that Castro killed his own fellow revolutionaries once he had total power. But you don't have to know history. Why? Why would you know history? Fortunately for you, I know a lot. I've studied everything in this field of social history. It's a beautiful day. God is great. My dogs are beautiful. And uh, now you know what's coming this week now for us? You know what's coming next week? We didn't have enough from Schiff. Do you know what's coming next week? Something lower than Adam Schiff. The guy whose pants are up to his... Uh, Pectorals, that piece of garbage, that low-life ticket fixer from New York, the head of the Judiciary Committee, you know who I'm talking about? The next one? This one, you know who I'm talking about. The vermin from New York, another one from New York. Another Lower East Side piece of trash who ne whose parents never got over the Triangle Shirtwaist fire. What's his name? Actually, I'm blanking it out. I don't care about him. The ugliest man on the planet is now going to run the impeachment hearings next week. That should, should be a real uh, fun, fun week for all of us. So Schiff and Pelosi conspired to destroy Thanksgiving. Next, that piece of crap from Brooklyn will destroy Christmas for us at Hanukkah. I don't know whether it's God's will to make people vote for Trump or what, but they're doing him a favor. Maybe people don't like Trump, but let me tell you something. They hate the other side more than anything you can imagine. People are not that stupid. I still can remember his name. What's his name? Help me with his name. Does anyone know his name? Nadler, 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 the Knedlach. Nadler, the Knedlach. Nadler, the Knish. Nadler, the human Knish with eyes. Do they have any idea what they're doing to the world? Do they have any idea what they're stirring up in this country? Do they think that everyone west of the Hudson is just dumb and drunk? They are wrong. They are stirring up such hatred in this nation. And I know it because I have a great stethoscope. That's next week. Can you imagine? So I'm on vacation this week. This is not really a show. It's my way of saying hello to my audience. And I hope you're enjoying your Thanksgiving. And uh, I, I've enjoyed being with you. But I think I'm going to sign off because uh, the turkey smells so good. I didn't make a run for the sake. I just didn't want wine today. It's very cold out here. We're between storms in Northern California. We're going to get hit on Monday. Uh, apparently, or uh, month, Sunday, Monday with a storm for 10 days, which is long overdue. Boy, do we need the rain. 
the, every animal was screaming for it. There was so much dust in the air. And, uh, of course, this is a Mediterranean climate. Don't tell it to the warmests. They'll tell you it's global warming, extreme weather. The morons know nothing. Idiots. Idiots. Idiots know nothing. A Mediterranean climate. Hot for six months. Wet for six months. Cool. They don't understand this. They don't know what a Mediterranean climate is. All they know is what they learned at Harvard, which is less than zero. And one, one other thing, I'm a boater. I've been a boater for 30, 40 years. I don't know how long. My first boat was a motorless sailboat in Hawaii. I didn't even know how to sail, and I took it out to sea and almost <laughs> died. I had such hubris at the time. I studied tide charts, boys and girls. I haven't seen one centimeter rise in sea levels. I look at the tide charts. It's a complete mythology. It's a lie, a giant lie. A giant lie built upon another lie. You want to believe what you believe, go ahead and believe it. But lucky thing for you is you live in a country where you can believe anything. And you get away with saying anything, which is wonderful. So here we are. I'm going to say goodbye for now. Maybe tonight I'll come back and say hello again. And I'm standing out here in a secret location. I should host a savage dinner cruise where I haven't done enough, enough for the world. A friend of mine who said to me last week, Michael, you give to the world. That's what you do. You give and you give and you give. And Michael, what do you get back? I get the satisfaction of knowing that some people are being awakened to the realities of the world that they're living in and those who want to take it away from them while telling them they're going to liberate them. Just remember this, what George Orwell said. He sees people running around with chains rattling who scream, I am free, I am free, I am free. Think about that one. Here was a man who was a socialist in the 30s until he realized what Stalin was and Hitler was and that socialism was a prison for the fools. And then he became a realist, Orwell. He wrote great books. They run around with chains screaming, I am free. Very, if you can't put two and two together. Uh, let's see, marijuana, drugs, where'd that come from? Uh, illegal immigrants coming to work the system. Yeah, they're coming to work the system, all right. All the mythologies, all the shibboleths of the left, that's my goal, to kick over the icons. Mikael, he who kicks over icons. God bless America. God bless America. Thank you for listening. Home of Borders. Language. Culture. The Savage Nation. Welcome back to the uh, closing minutes of the December 2nd, 2019 Savage Nation. Donald Trump, as you well know, is on the road to NATO. And while he's on the road to NATO, the subversive Democrat Party, who is playing for the other side, and I don't mean the side of truth or the American way, they're playing for the other side of communism, stabbed him in the back and puts another impeachment hearing on for this week uh, being run by the ticket fixer from Brooklyn, that slob, Gerald Nadler. The only good news, as I just said in my Thanksgiving sermon, is that Nadler is such a disgusting-looking and sounding man that even people in the middle have had enough of this. Do you actually think that after Russia collusion, which blew up in their faces, and after Adam Schiff's shameful collapsed hearings, do you actually think another week of this is going to change anyone's mind? I do. It's going to take a lot more of the independents and move them over to Trump because we do not want Pelosi's gangster party in, uh, in power. We do not want Adam Schiff to ever be seen again. We do not want Gerald Nadler plaguing this nation and stealing Christmas from us. I wonder if it's their intention as atheists to steal our holidays from us. I really wonder if that's not the real intention of Schiff and Nadler to steal these holidays from us, to take us away from the, I don't know, the bigger picture, the broader picture, the spiritual realm, the few of us go near, even on, on occasion, to just steal us, steal that away from us as well. Steal it from us. Steal it from us. Just steal it from us, the way they stuck, stole Christianity from the military. As I told you earlier, one of the reasons we probably were able to win World War II in addition to great technology is the faith in Christianity, because the men prayed before they went into battle. Did you know that? Before the witches and the warlocks and the atheists and the communists and the nabobs took over the military? You didn't know that. Phone number here is 855-407-282. The Western world has already forgotten the Muslim who stabbed two to death and slashed ten, some so seriously they'll never recover, full use of their bodies, already swept under the rug 
by the left-wing Western press, which is an overdrive. They are spending more time hating Trump than saying one word about radical Islam. Do you realize how sick this is? Do you understand how crazy the times are? By the way, the use of antidepressants in Sweden is the highest in the world per, per capita. Over one million people in Stockholm take them. Do you know why? Because of the crime wave. The men in Sweden who could and do speak out are generally cast, castigated by their own, own uh, government, if not arrested for saying one word about radical Islam. If a Swede says one word about the Muslim invasion of Sweden, the abuse of the welfare state, the rape epidemic in Sweden, they're castigated by the psycho... I don't know how to put it. I don't know the words for it anymore. How does a nation become this suicidal as Sweden, as the UK, as most of the Democrat Party? How do they get to this state? How? Well, it's a slow process, and I don't have the time to go through it. Just rest assured that uh, we have things that they don't have in Sweden or England. And they are basically uh, residing in the First and Second Amendments. Neither the Swedes, nor the French, nor the English enjoy freedom of speech. They have no First Amendment in their Constitution because they have no Constitution to speak of. They do not have the right to bear arms. And just remember what I'm saying to you, because if they go after your guns, they're going to go after your speech next. Do not let these people do this to you because you'll wind up a slave in your own country. Here's a story I just saw that that slob, that filthy degenerate slob from Hollywood, Rob Reiner, that hateful man, that meathead, says white evangelicals and white supremacists made a pact with Putin to defend Trump from impeachment. Do you realize how sick this man is to say a thing like this? Do you know what kind of anti-Semitism this is stirring up? That a Jew like Rob Reiner whatever degree of Judaism is left in him, if there's anything left in him, says a thing like this about Trump supporters, that we who support Donald Trump are in, in league with Putin and they were white supremacists? You don't know what anti-Semitism is being stirred up by these people, do you? I do. Have a nice day. This is the Savage Nation. Thanks for listening. The Westwood One Podcast Network.